Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexanero Leader and Kentucky.com. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by the Lexanero Leader and Kentucky.com. Remember, you can get a sports pass, sports only digital subscription to Kentucky.com, $30 for the first year. You get all of our UK football, UK basketball, UK recruiting, columns, high school coverage, $30 for the first year. Go to Kentucky.com, hit on the subscription tab, and check out all of the offers for subscriptions to the Herald Leader at Kentucky.com. It is Thursday, January the 27th, 2021, and in a couple of days, on Saturday the 29th, Kentucky will play Kansas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's a 6 o'clock start out there in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse. ESPN has the coverage. In this podcast, we're going to preview that game. We talked with Gary Bedore of the Kansas City Star, who covers the Kansas Jayhawks, and I talked with Ben Roberts, who helps cover Kentucky basketball and who does a great job on Kentucky recruiting. Uh, we talked to both those guys, get scouting reports, keys for the game. I also talked to Ben a little bit about the Shaden Sharp situation uh, as how it is going on right now at UK. Will he play? Won't he play? We talked a little bit about that as well. So let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. First is my conversation with Gary Bedore of the Kansas City Star. And after that, you'll hear Ben Roberts of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Gary Bedore, covers Kansas basketball for the Kansas City Star. How's it going, Gary? Great. I hope you guys are doing well in Kentucky. We're doing good. Uh, Looking forward to the game on Saturday, Kentucky and Kansas. Always fun when those two get together. Uh, Gary, before we get into how they're playing right now, let me ask you about what what were the expectations for Kansas this year coming into this season uh, with Bill Self and the Jayhawks? What did people think about Kansas coming into this year? Oh, uh, they were very high expectations because – Bill Self returned some good players like David McCormick and Christian Brown and Ochai Agbaji, but he also hit the portal and brought in Remy Martin from Arizona State, who was picked as the Big 12 preseason player of the year by the coaches um, and some other guys he brought in. So uh, Jalen Wilson uh, tried, tested the NBA waters, and he came back. Uh, McCormick. Or, uh, McCormack was hurt, so he didn't test, but Ochai tested and he came back. So a lot of returning veterans to go with uh, a couple new guys that really haven't played much, but expectations were very high again. 
And and how have they met those expectations? How how's the Jayhawks season gone to this point? Oh, seventeen and two is a good start for one of those special years where you only drop a couple games going into the tournament. So uh, it remains to be seen if they get upset in any uh, Big Twelve games because they're six and one. Uh, but it's gone well. They're winning close games of late. And uh, really, at 17-2, and two, they had a hiccup against Dayton in Orlando, and then they lost to Texas Tech at Tech, and Tech's, Tech's really good. Right. So uh, they're doing well. Every game is a dogfight in, in this league this year, pretty much. So uh, as of now, I would say that everybody's got to be happy with what they're doing. What, what's what been the strength of this team to this point? Ochai Igbaji is having a first-team All-American type year. Uh, he hits 47% of his threes. He scored 37 against Texas Tech in double overtime after getting 29 at K-State. So he's their go-to guy, their star. But his running mate, Christian Brown, the junior Six seven wing out of uh, Burlington, Kansas, but he w- went to high school in Kansas City. He's really good. He's averaging about sixteen. And then uh, Remy hasn't given them what they would th- thought. He's like a sixth man right now because Self likes the play of Dewan Harris, a little point guard out of Columbia, Missouri. That they he's now a uh, redshirt junior sophomore, and. Uh, just a very good playmaker, but not an elite prospect at a high school. So it should be interesting to see how he plays against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, has there been a weakness so far? Have you spotted a weakness in this team, something that they have to kind of uh, shore up the rest of the year? Well, their big man, McCormack, has been off and on, not having a great year. So the only other big they have is Mitch Lightfoot, who is a sixth-year guy. Right. Um, and he's just a nice complimentary guy, not not one of the, the NBA-type studs. So inside, they only have McCormick and Mitch. But Self, as of late, has brought in a freshman from Austin, Texas, K.J. Adams, to help out on the inside. And he kind of saved the game the other night against Tech. KU needed two overtimes to beat Texas Tech at home, just like Kentucky needed overtime to beat Mississippi State, I think. Right. So uh, K.J. Adams uh, has not played much six minutes a game in 17 games. So he's not going to scare Oscar, but he'll probably have to play a little bit because unless Oscar gets in foul trouble, you know, David will need help on him. Yeah. Uh, Oscar's done a really good job of staying out of foul trouble. He's only had a couple of games where he's gotten in, gotten into foul trouble. Uh, Let's circle back to, uh, Agbaji a little bit. Uh, uh, as you say, he's having a great season, an All-American type season. Uh, seems like he's improved every year he's been there. What, what has made him such an effective player this year? Uh, 
the NBA scouts told him that they didn't like the fact he wasn't an assassin type. He didn't, um, he deferred a lot. So now, um, he took that to heart and he wants the ball. He, he hit the shot that forced the second overtime the other night, a very deep three. So part of it's mental, but, uh, in his 35 minutes a game, he's just an offensive threat. He'll force shots once in a while, but he is definitely looking to score. So I've heard he put in an amazing amount of work. There's a, a trainer in Lawrence that works with guys also that he worked with in addition to um, his normal trainer and all that. So the guy is just having for him a dream year, 53% shooter for a wing, 47 from three, pretty good. The other night he was four for eight from the line and Bill joked with him that it was about Bill self said it, it might be the best game he's ever had a player have 37 points, but he said, uh, get in the gym and shoot free throws because he only made four <laughs> out of eight and a couple were big, but I think he was tired too. Yeah. Cause yeah, I watched that, was, that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That game was a marathon and, uh, it would have been a real tough loss because when you lose a home game in conference, that can really come bite you because Kentucky would come to town you have the hangover, maybe get drop one there, and then all of a sudden you got to go to Iowa State on Monday, Tuesday, and and you know things can fall apart in a hurry. So, <laughs> like at Kentucky, you got to win all those home games. I'm sure the fans demand it all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of similarities between Kentucky and Kansas yeah. as far as that goes, and with the fans. Uh, you talked about David McCormick a little bit earlier and, you know, the matchup with Oscar and how he's probably going to have to get some help. Uh, what about the post post play uh, of Kansas overall? You say he's been kind of up and down this year. Yeah. Bill Self um, had him coming off the bench the first couple games of the Big 12 to fire him up. Um, I don't think he needs to be fired up. He's just, he gives us all and he's, he's kind of limited offensively. He averages nine points a game. Um, he is a 50% shooter, but he's one of those big guys that, that doesn't, it's not automatic when he gets it near the, near the hoop unless he, yeah, unless he gets a layup or a dunk. He's not like a Yudoka Azabuke who dunked everything. But um, David's having to he, – he's come back to have 15 rebounds in, I think, three games, which is great. And he's played really like a, like they expected since he returned to the starting lineup several games ago. So he's fine, but he's not been – he's still not been really consistent, so – on Saturday, uh, we, sh you know, I would think he'd do okay against Oscar because he's faced him before. But right, who yeah. knows? And Mitch has developed, to his credit, the little jump hook that David would love to master. Um, so Lightfoot again against Kentucky. In the past, that's been a different animal. Kentucky swatted a lot of KU shots in the past, but. Uh, David, I think he's coming on, and 
he's capable of having a really, really big game. I don't think a 28 rebound game like Oscar had, um, which is amazing. I don't know if I've ever seen anything close to that, but, uh, it should be really interesting. Hopefully the refs will let both those guys play. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that'll be definitely be something to watch for. One thing, one more guy I wanted to ask you about, and that is Brown, Christian Brown. Uh, seems like he's been there for a while, but uh, maybe not as long as we think he has. But it does seem like he's, and I'm watching him the other night, he does seem like he's a key piece for this Kansas team. What kind of matchup does he present for Kentucky? Well, he's uh, he's really good. Last game, he wasn't. He was one of six from three. But uh, he's real athletic at six seven, and uh, he's a he's having a really good year, about sixteen a game. But uh, he's capable of, you know, he has to have a good game because he's a really good player, and Kentucky's got a lot of really good players. So he's having a good year, very good year. He's not shy. He'll he'll shoot it. He'll jack it up. You know, he's very confident. Maybe cocky a little bit. He uh, when he when he hits shots on the road, sometimes he talks to the other fans if they get on him a lot. But uh, <laughs> he's been he is really self has really hit the jackpot with Ochai and Christian Brown from the KC area, and Dewan Harris is from that AAU program too in the area from Columbia. So some of these guys that were not real highly recruited like Ochai and Christian Brown have really been good. And uh, it it should, you know, they're going to really be, they've played Kentucky before, but right. they'll be fired up. Right. So what is uh, what is what are the keys for Kansas uh, on Saturday? Obviously, always a great game with Kentucky and Kansas get together, whether it's a Rupp or there in Allen Fieldhouse. Well, what does Kansas have to do, do you think, to get the win on Saturday? Well, they usually win at home. I think they've it's dated all the way back into the eighties, but I think K's won the last three or four in Allen against Kentucky, even though Kentucky right. leads the all time series twenty three to ten. And uh Calipari and self are five and five against each other, four and four KU Kentucky. So I would think it'd be a game like that again, close, but for KU to win um, can't dig a hole. Teams teams usually come into Allen now and aren't intimidated. They haven't really faced a team. Obviously, Kentucky goes in every gym not intimidated, so they they can't uh, come out real cold and 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 be down eleven to two or something. Uh, and I know it it should be the other way because when you have home court, you're the one up eleven to two, but. Uh, most games for KU are close, so I would say I don't know if to say guards or bigs because, like I told you, McCormack hasn't really been consistent, and the guards are really good. But uh, Dewan Harris, you know, lately fans fans, even though they're seventeen two, have been clamoring for Remy Martin to play more, and he's finally getting healthy. So he could be a factor. So I really don't know. I mean, I was going to ask you if Kentucky is 
does it seem like this is a truly elite Kentucky team? Uh, I think it's a really good Kentucky team. Uh, yeah. You know, that, the, but on their one in, uh, I think it's one in three against ranked teams so far. Ah. Yeah, yeah, they lost to Duke in the uh, in the Champions Classic. You know, there when Kansas played Michigan State, but that was the season opener. Uh, they lost to they lost at LSU, but uh, Severe Wheeler got hurt four minutes into that game and didn't play the rest of the game. Uh, yeah. When L- they lost when LSU was ranked, and they lost to Auburn, but uh, Ty Ty Washington got hurt in that game in the first half and didn't play the rest of the game. So they kind of have ex- excuses for those three losses. But on the one, yeah. other hand, the only ranked team they've beaten all year is Tennessee. And they beat them at home in a, in a game where they played really, really well. I think they got yeah. a chance to be elite, but I think we'll find out a lot about this team. Uh, and of course, a lot may depend about how if Ty Ty Washington is available and whether he'll be able to play. He didn't play the other night against Mississippi State, right? But uh, you know, with Shebway and Washington, and they've got a point guard, good point guard, and Wheeler, as long as yeah. they don't turn the ball over much, and they got Grady. And the difference in this Calipari team is that they're experienced because he. They have so many guys from the transfer portal. So uh, that's a long answer to say I think they have the potential to be yeah. elite, but we I don't know that they have met that potential yet. They've got to beat a really good team, and to beat a really good Kansas team on the road would definitely be a step in the right direction. Yeah. So. Well, that all makes sense. So uh, I did not know they'd uh, had that record against top 25, but yeah, like you said, you can't, you know, injuries can kill you. And we know how good Ty Ty is, and uh, 17 assists in one game. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. the 28 rebounds by Oscar and the 17 assists by Ty Ty. We, uh, we've seen some things this year we haven't seen, may have never seen and haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, well, Gary, tell, tell the listeners how they can follow you uh, on Twitter and online leading up to and uh, after the game on Saturday. Yeah, I'm at Gary Bedore on Twitter for the Casey Star, uh, and uh, KenCity.com is where we write the stories. So that's that's the place. Those are the places. Those are the places. And be sure and check them out. Gary's done a great job for a long time covering Kansas basketball. He's definitely the person to talk to and read about the Jayhawks. Gary, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Thanks, John. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, my guest now on the podcast is Ben Roberts, my friend and colleague from the Herald Leader who covers UK recruiting, UK basketball recruiting, and UK basketball. How's it going, Ben? Good, John. How are you? I am good. A big one on Saturday night there in Lawrence, Kansas, Kentucky, and Kansas in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. It's a 6 p.m. start 
on ESPN. Uh, before we get into the matchups and so forth of that game, uh, how do you think Kentucky's playing right now? They lost a tough one at Auburn, but obviously Ty Ty Washington was hurt, missed, uh, went out a little past the midway point of the first half, uh, missed the rest of the game, did not play on Tuesday against Mississippi State. Kentucky won in overtime. Uh, what, how, what sort of frame in my frame of mind, or what? How do you think Kentucky is right now? Yeah, I think it's it's really tough to tell how they are right now, just because of the kind of the the way the roster has been moving in and out. The, the really since the start of the season, um, you know, I thought obviously Davian Mintz was 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 uh, sick not too long ago earlier in the season. And then he was also adjusting to a new role. You know, he was a leading scorer on last season's team. And then he's a bench player this season. And I think he was trying to find, um, you know, his way in that lineup as we've talked about, you know, we, everybody was, I, you know, we, we've talked about a lot more experience on this season scene, but at the same time, uh, again, all new teammates. So they're all trying to, you know, that, that doesn't come together overnight or even over a summer or fall. You, you got to work that out on the court. And I think that's uh, what was going on in those uh, those early season games against some lesser competition. Then they lose in Notre Dame, which I think was understandable. Their, their first real big game after the Duke one. And then they just started clicking. And, and uh, you know, they had, but then they had the injuries at LSU led to the loss um, or at least contributed to it. Um, and then they start clicking again once everybody gets back. That Tennessee game was just one of the you know best offensive performances as a team that I think we've seen in years uh, from Kentucky's standpoint. Um, so it looks like they're rolling. It looks like all the pieces are clicking. Uh, and then you get to Hofford and, and Ty Ty goes down and you're kind of back to square one from that perspective. So it's really hard to to judge, uh, analyze this team and, and where you think they're going to be moving forward just because I think it's, we've gotten such a small sample size of, of what they can be. Uh, you know, when, when Ty Ty comes back fully healthy, uh, I think they could very easily return to that. You know, what we saw just a couple weeks ago and, and, uh, and, and again, I, I think this is a, a real final four contender even a national title contender uh, if these pieces uh, continue to click. But it's just hard to know what you're going to get when you don't know what you're going to get on the floor from a, from a game-to-game basis uh, right now as far as personnel. What, what were your impressions the other night in the Mississippi State game, a game where they had, you know, they had a 15-point lead in the second half, Mississippi State came back on them, but then they did regroup and were able to pull it out in overtime. Uh, what were your impressions from that game? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want to see them lose a 15-point lead in the second half if you're John Calipari, but I think that was another good example of, like the previous week at Texas A&M, you get down into that situation, You either you're in a, a tough late-game situation or you're in a spot where you do lose a lead like that and things get tough and the momentum's not exactly going your way, um, how do you respond? And they got into overtime and it was a, a lot Kellen Grady, but they, you know, they responded... They responded well. Uh, you know, Kellen hit the big shots. Oscar got some big rebounds. They had some guys. You know, Oscar was obviously hurt some. Jacob Toppin missed half the the second half um, with an injury. So again, more injuries there. But they kind of fought through that adversity and 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 managed to to pull it out in overtime. So I think you know that's kind of what you're looking for in these January, February games. Um, 
you don't want that to happen in the NCAA tournament, obviously. But now that it's happened, you I think you kind of see what your team is about uh, when they get put in those situations and still can come out with the victory, especially that Texas A&M game um, a week, week and a half ago. I thought that one on the road against a good team uh, was a positive sign for them uh, moving forward. And even the Auburn game, the way they were able to – I mean, they were in the game. Right. When when Severe went down on that screen, it was a one possession game when he hit the floor. And obviously, they hit the three right after that. But um, and then it was pretty much over by the time he was able to to get back in it. But you know, you're missing your two point guard. You're missing your your best scorer, and you're able to stay with the number one team in the country on a in what looked to be one of the craziest road environments you're going to see. Uh, I think. You know, even with the loss on the whole, I think a lot, a lot of good has happened for them over the past couple of weeks. I think we've talked about this before, you've, but uh, I'm going to ask you again because you you followed Oscar Sheepway's recruitment uh, very closely before he ended up going to West Virginia and then turned around and transferred to Kentucky. Uh, I mean, you knew what the uh, recruiting analysts were saying about him and so forth. Uh, I mean, did anybody predict that he would turn into the type of player that he's that he is right now? I mean, he had 22 rebounds the other night, and yeah. he was saying after the game, uh, you know, I think uh, about you know, I, you can call me a beast, but I'm not a machine. I got to get 30 rebounds to <laughs> machine, and you think, well, he could get 30 rebounds. There could be a game yeah. where he could get 30 rebounds. <laughs> I mean, what about Oscar? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody could realistically predict what he, you know, however good anybody thought he was going to be. I mean, the season he's having and the the rebound totals while also, you know, scoring and being part of the, you know, it's not like he's just going out there and grabbing rebounds. Like sometimes the offense goes through him. He's playing, he's playing defense. He's, he's bodying up against these guys. He's staying for the most part out of foul trouble. Uh, even though guys are, even though opposing teams are going right at him, I, I feel like he's doing a pretty good job there given yeah. the circumstances. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, he, obviously, he was a McDonald's All-American, but he was kind of on the back end of that McDonald's All-American class. Uh, you know, he wasn't a, a top five type recruit, just a guy who people looked at and thought, oh, yeah, he could be a, a really you know good college player if he puts it all together. I think it surprised people, even the rebounding totals he put up his freshman season at West Virginia. Um, very impressive uh, for, for a college freshman. So, yeah, I mean, uh, what he's done here... I don't think anybody could could say, "Oh yeah, I expected that to happen." I mean, we just haven't seen anything like this in 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 modern uh, basketball on, on a stage like Kentucky for a guy to be grabbing twenty two rebounds, twenty re- twenty eight rebounds the other you know a, a few weeks ago. Um, just every night, you know what you're going to get, and we're to the point where it's you know if he gets fifteen rebounds, like oh, we only got fifteen rebounds right. tonight. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's yeah, it's. Uh, I feel like you know we're not we're not going to see anything like this again. No. Okay, let's move on to the Kansas game. Uh, obviously, you know uh, Kansas number five, Kentucky number twelve. Uh, what uh, what matchups uh, do you feel like are going to be key in this game for Kentucky? Yeah, I'll, I'll be interested to see how Oscar goes up against David McCormack because he's a he's another one who I've, I followed as a recruit and uh, really liked his game, Kentucky. Yeah, paid a little attention to him um, late in his high school career, but but nothing too serious. But 
uh, he was just, he was a really fun player to watch. And obviously um, as is a big part of, of their team. And then Jalen Wilson, uh, who, who also kind of battles down there low, and it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic goes between Oscar and, uh, and whoever they throw at him down there. But, uh, you know, Oscar and McCormack, that's a lot of, that's, that's yeah. over 500 pounds of, yeah, uh, of two centers. Yeah. So that'll, that'll be fun. Um, and then, you know, with Kansas and that offense and just as dynamic, the way they can get out and run, um, you know, with the and, and Christian Brown, either one of those guys, I feel like just from watching them play can, can <laughs> light you up in a hurry, uh, you know, can, can drop six or eight points on you in, a, in about a minute. So we've seen Kentucky really be able to get out and transition too. And uh, especially when they can find Kellen Grady uh, for those open threes in transition, they've got a lot of guys who can get the ball down the floor uh, and finish. Um, they seem to like to fill passing lanes and, and try to try to get those deflections and, and get it moving. So I, I, what I'd really like to see is, is those two teams to run back and forth and see what I, cause that would be with those two offenses could be a, a whole lot of fun, but you know, with Kentucky, I mean, you got to figure out a way to, to at least try to limit Abaji. You're not going to, I don't think you're going to stop him, but just, just to, you know, try to try to not have him beat you. And then not have Christian Brown beat you either, uh, which is tough to to keep both those guys in check. And and then past that, uh, the, the McCormack uh, the Oscar battle, uh, I think is uh, is one that there's going to be a, a a big spotlight on, especially if you get into get into fouls and you know there's going to be physical play between those two guys. So how's the game going to be called? You know, are there is somebody going to get a quick two and and they're they're out for the first half? Uh, and then and then what does that happen to that to that player's team moving forward? I know Kentucky and Kansas obviously both teams recruit on a high elite level. John Calperry and Bill Self. Uh, anybody lately, or anybody right now that they've really locked horns on and going after the same guy? Um, you know, guys? I mean, Kansas was actually on Shaden Sharp's final list. I don't think anybody thought, That's given right. the dynamics of that recruitment, yeah, that he was going to go anywhere other than Kentucky or or a pro league. Um, you know, not not really. I feel like they're having yeah nothing. You know, obviously the big Andrew Wiggins one from that that's been almost a decade ago. That that was the big one, and there were Kelly Oubre, and there were some that followed that. Um, but it's you know they've they feel like they've kind of they've kind of steered clear of each other. Chris Livingston did visit Kansas before he committed to Kentucky. Uh, but I don't know. I don't remember anybody really thinking, oh, yeah, Kansas is, is a real threat or, or by any means a favorite for, for Chris Livingston. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, here and there in these last uh, couple, um, not 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 as big as, as they have been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. OK. You brought up Shaden Sharp. I didn't bring up Shaden Sharp. You brought up <laughs> Shaden Sharp. Uh, still a lot of speculation. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? There was some thought that might he, he might even play the other night with Ty Ty out sure. against Mississippi State. Uh, where do you think that stands? Right, It's hard, hard to know. I know you talked to his mentor and everybody should check that story out. He says the plan remains the same. Other people are saying, oh, you know, things could change. He could, he could still wait. It's a long time between now and the end of the season. He could still play. Where do you think that stands right now? Yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a weird dynamic given the, I mean, it's, it's, it's a strange thing on several different levels. Um, I, I would not have been surprised to see him go in against Mississippi state on the flip side. 
it sounded like he hadn't really even practiced fully with the team until a couple days before that game. Um, so, you know, he was doing a lot of individual workouts. He was obviously there and watching and they were putting him in for some stuff. But as far as like a full five on five practice, uh, it sounded like he, he had not done that before the Mississippi state game. Um, I don't, you can't, I don't think you can throw him out there at Allen Fieldhouse against the number five team. And, the, and especially against guys like Abaji and Brown and, and these, I mean, Remy Martin, they, they have a lot of veteran senior guards on that team Absolutely. that I don't know. You throw an 18 year old into um, what's going to be an environment. That's going to be a lot like that Auburn environment against a team who might be just as good. And that's your debut. Uh, so then the next game is Vanderbilt. Uh, which I think is is at Rupp, which I think is a good landing spot for him. But is Ty Ty Washington back and healthy by that point? And right. if Ty Ty is healthy, and you go back to that Tennessee game, how they were playing around that time, where you got Ty Ty and Kellen and and Davion and Severe Wheeler, you got to take minutes from somebody, and you have to disrupt that dynamic. And if all those guys are healthy. You know, you're not throwing. I don't think you're throwing Shade and Sharp out there for four minutes or six minutes. And if you're going to play him, I think you you play him as much as you can play. So I don't know where those minutes come from if everybody's healthy. And and I don't know how in, in much of a hurry Cal's going to be to to disrupt uh, disrupt the flow if if all those guys are back. Uh, and then you go to Alabama after that. Uh, that's one I don't think you throw him into. You got a game at Tennessee coming up. Um, after Vanderbilt, they got three or four on the road in the SEC. Um, so, and then you're getting, you know, you're getting to where you only got five or six games left in the season. Uh, so I, I, part of me thinks he plays at some point. I just don't know where that is or under what circumstances. And then part of me thinks maybe if things are going well, Cal just says, I'm not going to disrupt the original plan or disrupt this, this team, which seems to be clicking so well. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting to find out a lot of speculation. Uh, that's for sure. And, uh, yeah. and I do think, like you say, I mean, it's going to be – that's why Kyle gets the big bucks. He's going to have to make yeah. the decision one way or the other. What's the best route to go to go with this player? And I'm like you. I would be shocked if he throws him in there in Allen Fieldhouse on uh, Saturday night against <laughs> against Kansas, yeah. as, you, as you pointed out, a very veteran uh, Kansas team. Uh, well, Ben uh, – as we'll have plenty of coverage of, of the game on Saturday. Be sure to follow Ben on Twitter, Ben Roberts HL. Anything going on with recruiting right now that we should know about uh, that people should look for on the next Cats blog or uh, uh, on Kentucky.com? Yeah, nothing too big. They uh, they did announce the McDonald's All-Americans for uh, for this year a couple days ago, and, and Kaysen Wallace and Chris Livingston both made that list. I think if Sky Clark had been healthy, uh, given the way his, his kind of – progress and development was going. I, I certainly think he would be on that list too, but he obviously suffered a torn ACL in, in July. I just got back a couple weeks ago and the McDonald's committee has been kind of hesitant in the past. Um, they, you know, if you haven't played in your senior yeah. season, uh, you don't really have a very good, very good shot at making the team. So I, I think he's a McDonald's all American caliber player that they're going to have next season. Just, just won't have that next to his name. Um, but yeah, case and uh, Chris Livingston's kind of had an up and down season. We wrote some about him earlier this week and, and that story's up on the blog. Um, and then also what, what Sky Clark can do to kind of get his ranking uh, status back up. And then case and Wallace is, with shade and reclassifying has become the highest ranked player in this class. And it's just absolutely killing it down in Texas this season. He's got, 
he's got his public school team is ESPN ranks as the number two high school team in the country. And that includes all the Montverds and Oak Hills and, and, uh, uh, all, all those IMG Academy, all, all those big prep schools. So the fact that they're doing so well, and, and he is really the catalyst for, for that season for them, um, kind of speaks to, to his style of winning basketball and, and just from talking to people around him and watching him play, I think he's going to be a player who uh, Kentucky fans are just going to gravitate toward as, as soon as he steps on the court next season. Well, be sure to check out Ben's uh, Next Cats blog, uh, Kentucky.com, and all of his coverage and recruiting coverage and coverage during the games. Uh, look forward to tweeting so forth on Saturday and tre- tweeting all the time about U.K. basketball recruiting and U.K. basketball. And as always, Ben, we really appreciate you being on the podcast. Yep, thanks a lot, John. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. Thanks to my guests, Gary Bedore of the Kansas City Star and Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader. Should be a great game Saturday in Lawrence. It's always a great game with Kentucky and Kansas hook up. Kentucky is ranked number 12. Kansas is ranked number 5. It's a 6 o'clock start. ESPN has the coverage. We'll have plenty of coverage as well on Kentucky.com. Look for my sidelines blog. I'll have updates uh, throughout the game on the blog. I'll have my takeaways after the game. Plenty of coverage from Jerry Tipton. You can follow him on Twitter at Jerry Tipton. Follow Ben at Ben Roberts HL. Follow Mark Story at Mark at Mark C Story. Uh, we'll all be tweeting during the game, after the game. So look for that as well. And look for coverage in the print edition of the Lexington Herald Leader as well. Thanks again to Gary Bedore. Thanks again to Ben Roberts. Thanks again to everybody who listens to the podcast. And we'll catch you next time on the John Clay Podcast.